Never give up on a good thing. That's what George Benson is saying in this song. And before that, we had uh, Stimela, African Changes. The time is 17 minutes after 11. It's time for us uh, to talk uh, to Andy Mashaile, who is the Interpol ambassador. And uh, he's um, part and leading the campaign, Turn Back Crime. We are talking about how do we make sure that the 16 days of non-violence against women and children works better. Andy, thank you very much for joining us once again. Always such a great pleasure. He, he or she who throws the fastest and the heaviest punch in a duel is 99.9% victorious. This show throws fast and heavy punches. Hence, it is the number one heavyweight champion show this time of the day. Listen, Andy, what can I do without you? You have just boosted. <laughs> <laughs> the entire A-team is feeling good. We just feel rejuvenated and re-boosted. Thank you so very much, Andy. And you, you make it possible because you are A-team guest, always ready to share with us your knowledge. Andy, we're talking about um, the 16 days where we are saying no to violence against women and children and uh, gender-based violence. But you're saying no. Not gender-based violence, rather gender-based crimes. Why the crimes as opposed to violence? Violence, the definition of violence when, it's un- when it is unleashed on anyone. Violence normally happens without anyone's consent. And violence always leaves bruises and blood and blood and uh, harms uh, both life and limb of the victim of that violence. So it cannot be violence like it's uh, Merry Christmas or uh, the uh, December 31st. Um, it's a festive where we, we're shooting our crackers. It's violence, and violence is crime. Um, I think for the one of whoever was branding this, uh, I almost said this stupid concept of gender-based violence. Didn't really think deeper, but I will not say it. Uh, I would rather put it in an inspirational and motivational way that says uh, we can improve on our understanding by changing the language and the names uh, that we use to brand this monster called gender-based crimes as well as crimes against children and LGBTI communities. Um, It is limited to, say, gender-based violence. It now, when we say gender-based violence, it now excludes children. Uh, it now does not bring into sharp focus the LGBTI communities. And the constitution of this country enjoins us to respect children and, and those who are sexually uh, differently oriented. It is against that background that one looks at it and describe, describes it as crime, not just as violence. And anyway, violence is crime. Why don't we say crimes against women and children and the LGBTI communities? I think why we, we like acronyms, GBV. We like these things that sound nice, but they are empty. They don't have context, uh, content and context. Mm. Wow. Um, so it, it has to do with us trying to sugarcoat a situation that is very dire in our country. Now, Andy, I'd like us to start off by looking at the crimes that are committed within 
the household or within relationships. I was talking to a friend of mine who narrated a very, very sad story to me of how a fiancé, you know, um, was not allowing his uh, partner that he had paid lobola for to go and visit his family, citing the fact that, no, when I've paid lobola for you, I paid so much money. Where do you think you're going? You're not allowed to go anywhere without my permission. So one day uh, she she decided, when he went on a business trip, she decided to go home because home was only about, what, 50, 70 kilometers from where they lived. And when he discovered that he had she had uh, left the house and gone to see her family, he beat her to a pulp and raped her repeatedly. But he never got arrested. So let's talk about crimes like this because within relationships, we hardly ever talk about these crimes of being abused and uh, beaten and raped by your partner. The minute any person restricts my movement or your movement or the movement of Benito, that particular person does it against our wish and violates us. In that process of violating us and our right to freedom, that particular person is committing a crime. One. Two, if that particular person is going to beat you to go to your to see your own mother and your own father and your own family, that particular person has a seat of the little devil inside him or her that helps him or her to commit a crime and justify it uh, using a, a, a lobola or using any other um, pretext to violate your rights uh, to be you and not to take you into consideration and, and put you on the level, the same pedestal that he is on. If he's human and he can go on a business trip, then you are human when you're going to see your mother. And our sisters uh, must never hesitate to go to the nearest police station if you find uh, pain at the at the police station, like I had, like I observed today at the police station that I visited, of a young gentleman who comes from the gay community was apparently uh, raped and violated at one of these police stations. I'm not going to mention it. It's in one of our beautiful towns around Johannesburg. Um, I I I lost my cool when I learned that one of the officers took her time. Uh, from the FCS to come and attend to that wonderful gentleman um, disregarding uh, his sexual orientation. He's a human being and he deserves the right to be protected and to be defended against monsters and vultures and criminals who do these things to a 16-year-old. Long and the, long short, uh, the long story cut short is our sisters and people from the LGBTI communities when they are raped, when they are beaten, our sisters must go to the police. The perpetrators of crimes against women must never see the end of the day. In fact, I listened to one of the guys who motivated me from when I was an 11-year-old guy, um, Minister Louis Farrakhan, who says uh, punishment of rape should actually be uh, a death sentence. And I agree with him. When we have proved beyond reasonable doubt as a community and law enforcement as well as the justice cluster that this particular person, um, like the virals, like the, the videos or the video clips that we saw that went viral last week of this man who takes his own family members, girls, take them to a hotel and, and rapes them. 
that particular person deserves nothing else but to have his head chopped off. Whether it's my relative or your relative or Ben or from my mother's side or from my grandmother's side, from my grandfather's side, me, in this, in this context, I wouldn't mind hanging that particular person personally. But within the confines of the law, I would hand that responsibility to uh, the criminal justice cluster to hang that particular person and actually indicate and show all others that when you rape, when you violate, when you, when you commit crimes against women, you will feel the pain. End of story. Sure, the pain needs to be felt, but right now it seems that um, the, the pain is not felt because we see these crimes being committed more and more within the household, within family members. We have heard of even videos and seen as well a video of a, a, a very mature man. I'm sure he's senior to me, um, taking little girls as young as 13 and, and taking them to hotels. But... W- why is it that the message is not coming across? We, it's not the first year that we have the 16 days of no violence against women in Chur and Andy. It's not the first time that we speak about these issues. When lockdown started, we had so many deaths of women um, in the hands of men. Why is it that the message is not coming across? Is it because our justice system is weak? Or is it because, well, perpetrators just don't see the, the reason um, to fear? Uh, one, it is because uh, we mollycoddle, uh, we cheek these guys who are bad guys, we kiss them on their cheek, we kiss them on their forehead, we like them, you know, they're nice, and they must not do this thing again, we forgive them and they walk down the street, they serve one year or two years in a penitentiary or in a jail system. I think we need to stop being nice to people who hurt our, our own family members. I have a personal experience way back in 2007. My daughter was gang raped by 14 young men. They were never incarcerated. You know why? Because mm. they were all underage. I still see them today. Mm. I'm a father. I'm a very fit man. I go to gym every day. I can do what all other people can do, but I will not do anything that uh, directs me or that can be described or that will see me taking the law into my own hands. My daughter, until up to today, has never recovered. Honestly, I hate rapists. I hate that man who took the 13-year-olds to a hotel, and I'm not afraid to say it in his face, um, but will not and will never incite the public um, to do anything physical to that guy, to take the law into their own hands. No. And, and, and why am I saying that should not happen? Law enforcement and the criminal justice system must help me in ensuring that those 14 year old, those boys, those 14 boys who can rape my daughter, now that they are, uh, they are of legal age and they can uh, respond, we need to make sure that we go after them. If uh, the perpetrators are at the, of a certain age beyond um the legal uh, the the privilege the legal protection we need to ensure that that cold case is brought back onto the court roll and we go after them and we head them uh, through within the confines of the law so that they shouldn't say they got away with murder they should know that for everything there's consequences and we should apply consequences management 
in the lives of those who, pe- who perpetrate, perpetrate crimes against women, children, and the LGBTI communities. The reason why we are soft is because we don't want, we don't, we want to be nice. Our justice system wants to be nice. Our justice system um, is related to our constitution. It is supposed to be the so-called best constitution in the world. Best constitution in the world, creating pain for women in my country, creating pain for a family, my personal family member. Um, I will not have joy to uh, sit and listen to a justice system that does not understand the pain of women. Whether it's perpetrated uh, by me um, um, uh, unleashing um, violence or unleashing a boxing tirade or uh, unleashing um, my savage skills on my wife or my woman or my partner, it doesn't make a difference. As long as that happens, that particular person needs to go and stay uh, for a very long time in jail. And this party of uh, paroles that um, are given out to people like they're getting passports to the land of um, freedom to do as they please. I'm sure the parole board, members of parole boards who are listening will understand that as a father, not as an ambassador, as a father, we would want them to think twice when they give parole. And we are not saying those who are well-behaved must not be given, must not be given parole. We have seen some of them being given parole, like that man who took a 13-year-old to, 13-year-old to a hotel. That particular person got parole as, as, as per my, uh, my information. And we have seen some of the parolees committing the same crime, repeated offenders of crime against women and children. That must stop. So it seems judges, that... Judges, judges and magistrates must understand what we mean um, when we say we want them to do their job without any interference from us. It means that the, the onus right now is on our justice system. Our justice system needs to serve us better. We've got the laws, but the implementation of the laws are not that stringent or strict. Hence, we find offenders repeating um, their misconducts despite having had jail sentences or find offenders continuing with their, with their bad deeds and, uh, and not, going, not being put to book. So how can we ensure that the law then does the right thing, Andy? I mean, you're the ambassador for Interpol. <laughs> you, you are at a place where, I mean, I'm, I'm shocked by the story you've shared about your own daughter, your a personal story. Until today, justice has not been served. Um, when, we, when we face uh, those who are at the first, at the first phase, at the cold phase of the, the whole process, that is arrest until arrest, prosecution, and conviction. Um, there are some very rotten police officers who sell dockets on questions of rape, and, and many of those things, many of those crimes that are perpetrated against women. Uh, I think we need to start there. We need to ensure that they get cleaned out of the system, and I'm proud to have seen the National Commissioner, uh, who I have worked with, over a very long period of time, cleaning up uh, the South African policing services. And I think we need to be very specific to the detectives branch in our country, in Gauteng and in all other eight provinces, including Gauteng number nine. We need to ensure that those who investigate crime, 
mess up the investigations. When they have messed up investigations, obviously a court of law will make a determination based on the weak facts or based on the based on the facts in court um, um, presented in a docket. And in most instances, uh, you would find that the perpetrators of crimes against women buy their way out of the system. Uh, the cooperation or the syndicate between some of our investigators and some of our prosecutors and some of those who make decisions uh, lead to a situation where crimes against women continue unabated. Uh, hence, today, you and I are talking about 16 days of um, action uh, of crime prevention and crime combating against women, children, and LGBTI communities. If we're doing things the correct way, you and I wouldn't be having this interview because this problem would have been reduced on a scale of 1 to 10. It would be, it would be reduced from uh, the highest on that index, of which is 10, to the lowest, which is 1 or 2. We are speaking to Andy Mashaile, and we are talking about the, the, ooh, the 16 days. And, and I'm, I'm getting very emotional because, yeah, the stories just don't end. And it seems our justice system needs to jack up. We need to do more. Um, and we need to view uh, this violence as crimes because crime is crime is crime. Let me go to the lines. Uh, before I do so, let me remind you, A-teamers, we are currently not able to take WhatsApps or SMSs or even um, go into Twitter because our lines are down. But you can call in on 011-714-2006, alternatively 011-714-4045. Lissaka, good evening. Hello, how are you, Patricia? I, I, um, you know what, I'm, I'm emotional. Let me be honest. Emotional. How are you, Lissaka? Um, I'm not well. Mm, mm. Really, I am not well. Ndate Andy, good evening. It's a blessing to hear your voice and to talk to you, my blessed sister, Lissaka. <laughs> Hello, Ndate Andy. It's always good to hear you speak. But at the same time, it's always sad to hear you speak because year in, year out, the message is almost the same, but the actions remain the same. People don't want to change. And it, it pains me when, when it's our children who are on the line. You know, I... I don't like people who who do bad things to other people. But more especially, don't do it to children. I, I, I hate people who who abuse, who molest children, because you do these things to children, and they grow up and they become destroyed, broken, dysfunctional adults. Mm. Yeah. I, I I don't like that. You know, I have, well, she's late now. I had a friend who who was raped. I was 17 and she was 18 when when this whole ordeal happened. And nobody knows what happened to the docket. You mentioned it just before you took my, just before Patricia took my call, you mentioned it in the Demashai Lehore. There are policemen who sell these dockets. You can't. You can't do that. I've, I've been violated in, in 
in such an unexplainable way. And then as a man who's supposed to be protecting me, geez, you even get paid to protect me. You're an officer of the law and you go and you sell this docket. How how does that happen, Dati Endi? Mm. I, I, I don't understand. Uh, Your call has been placed on hold. All right. It seems uh, Lesejo's line is uh, having issues. But uh, thank you very much, Lesejo. And we got the gist of what you were telling us. So, uh, Andy, clearly this issue of dockets being sold is not a new one. Um, Here's Lesejo saying she's had a similar experience. She's had an experience where a friend of hers docket went missing. There's something that is not okay, not aligned in our frontline justice system. And that's in the police force. Pat, uh, let me thank Lesejo. She's uh, your former colleague there at the station. Wonderful, blessed soul. Not former. She's still a colleague. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, I haven't spoken to her in a long while. And I'm going to get just straight to the point. Those who like me, it's good for them. Those who don't like me, they can go and fly. I'm a man of integrity. Those who do wrong in the South African police service are a small number. Those who do great, there are many, but the few that had, uh, they hurt us deep and they hurt the most of us. And we need to start to clean there. Uh, when we have cleaned there, and how do we clean there? All these cases that have disappeared, we need to call the provincial commissioner or the national commissioner through to your station or uh, to some hall or to some stadium and say, uh, there are cases within our communities that have disappeared. We have not had anything. We are not complainants, but those who have perished are our friends, our sisters, our cousins. We need to know what happened. Where is the docket? Why was it not placed on the court roll? What happened? Why did it uh, get thrown out of court? Why was there no conviction? When we have sat down, pet to... Uh, do a proper profiling of those cases and analysis of those cases, those who commit crime will definitely feel the heat. They are operating with uh, impunity now because we have not held them to account as the people of this country. Hence, when it goes to the prosecutors, some prosecutors will want money to do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Not all of them. A small number of them does these wrong things. And it reflects upon prosecution or the pre- uh, prosecutorial system when it's only a small number affecting us and leading us to talk about this thing over and over and over again. Patricia, um, it is against this background. We don't measure um, the impact, yeah, at the discussions that we have, the programs that we have. What am I talking about? What if we could uh, adopt 100 boys, put them through a program. Um, that program, they go into communities, they do things that empower and develop women, and they get given assignments and tasks um, that are marked, uh, for the want of a better word, by women um, uh, in a way and manner that will help these young people, young boys, young men, find a better way. Which young people am I talking about those that are in conflict with the law, those that have started to show signs and symptoms of being wild in their minds when they deal with women. When we, don't, when we can't measure it, we can't manage it. 
the reason why these programs fall through for us and these uh, happenings um, take place or they keep on occurring, it is because we have programs that cannot be measured. The impact cannot be measured. We cannot evaluate them. Evaluate them not on a piece of paper because we lie when we evaluate these programs so that we can get funding from government if we are NGO, A, B, C, D, E, X, whatever you want to call it. The minute and the moment the paper evaluation translates into a transformative behavior by this man, by this boy, and in that process, giving this man the responsibility to build himself up to respect himself, he will then be able to respect the next person who is a woman. Most of the people who commit crimes against women are people who are empty on the outside, are people who operate from a lack of self-confidence, like a person who doesn't want the wife or the girlfriend or whoever who is a partner who does not allow her to go and see your parents. I mean, what kind of a, of a creep are you when you want to... T- deny me the right to go and see my own mother. My own mother is 86 years of age. Why can't I go and see my mother? But why can you as a man go and see your own parents? It tells you there's a lack of self-confidence. There's something wrong inside the man. And when it's not inside, when there's no love inside you, when there is no respect inside you, there can be respect that flows to Patricia or that flows to Lesejo, that flows to Indy, that flows to uh, Ben, that flows to Nkono uh, or Ntatemukulu Mangmang. Hence you find young men of, uh, of 25 years, a young man of 25 years, raping an old woman of 94 years in Western area, some four, five, six years back. After doing, after raping that old woman, killing, choking, breaking the neck of that old lady. These are things that tell us that when we look at boys and not help them to achieve their aspirations when they are young, they live for nothing. They chase their shadows. They build monuments of nothing. And those monuments of nothing end up being graves of our sisters, of our daughters, of our mothers, of our grandmothers, and, 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 and children as, as well as people from the LGBTI communities. We are speaking to Andy Mashayile, who's Interpol ambassador and uh, running the campaign Turn Back Crime. It seems our WhatsApp line is back up, so you can send your WhatsApps now and uh, contribute on the conversation we're having around uh, the 16 days of no violence against women and children and um, making sure that we recognize crime as crime. The number to dial for WhatsApps is 0614-104-107. You can also call in on 011 2006. Andy, I think we need to see a day where our law is, is, is actually bearing some weight so that we can, we, we can find some solace. I remember a case um, a couple of, of years ago, or in fact, not that long ago, but a couple of years ago, where a mother in the Eastern Cape found her daughter being raped and she, she stabbed the person who was raping her daughter, but she ended up in prison. Because when you know that your justice system is Lalin, is not going to um, uphold justice, you end up wanting to take justice into your own hands, of which is not something we should be advocating. But our laws need to start pushing to a place where the law is feared. 
I agree with you 200%. And we need to start with the Chief Justice of uh, our country. We need to say, we are not happy with the result that comes out of your court. He will then be able to say, what is it that does not make you happy? And then we will go to say A, B, C, D, E, F, G with regard to the court processes uh, from prosecution until conviction or until acquittal. And then we would put a program in place that would monitor certain courts. I know when I was still the chairperson of the board until 2016 in, in Gauteng, uh, there were there were courts that were identified. There were courts that were hotspots in terms of weak performance. We always hold the police to account to crime states, but we have not gone publicly to hold the courts to account. Why are they? Why is there a high rate of recidivism? Uh, why are uh, um, former inmates? going back to crime after getting out of correctional services and that kind of stuff. What kind of sentence would have transformed the behavior, the thinking, the thought, the language, the mood, uh, the complete mindset or the complete system that uh, this young man or this man uh, is operating from? Failure to address these fundamental aspects will lead us to um, becoming a talk show um, as a country, uh, as a department of justice or the criminal justice cluster system, because we are not honest with ourselves as leadership. We are not honest ourselves as those at the lower level uh, of investigation, of arresting and investigating, turning people away from uh, your your charge offices or your community service centers turning people away from courts through acquittal and many of those things because of poorly organized and uh, investigations. The whole system needs to be overhauled. And the only way in which it can be overhauled is when we call for uh, the chief justice uh, to apply a different method and a different model uh, to the performance management systems of the courts. Uh, Patricia, you can check all the courts in the country. There are some courts that are, there are some courts that um, we know when you go there. Uh, there's, an, there's a syndicate that's operating. We know definitely that you're not going to get convicted. We know that lawyer A uh, or advocate A is connected to prosecutor A, who's protected to uh, those who are sitting on the bench A, B, or C, or D. And when they go to court, um, the, the the decision always save us, those who are perpetrators, those who are victims end up being um, perpetrators, end up being on the receiving end of uh, law enforcement as well as the justice cluster and the whole process. We are speaking to Andy Mashaile and uh, he's the Interpol ambassador. We are talking about how can we make sure that uh, the 16 days of no violence against women and children works better in South Africa. The line is up again on WhatsApp. You can send those to 0614-104-107 or call in on 011-714-2006. In terms of old cases, Andy, old um, abuse, rape, molesting uh, cases, can these still be rekindled? And if yes, what is the process or the duration? Um, if a case is more than 20 years old, can it be rekindled? Or is there an expiry date to these uh, sort of cases? Let's start off by saying, even if there was to be an expiry date, 
uh, of the duration of the case uh, or the lifespan of the matter um, before it reaches finality. Uh, expiry date does not mean that a crime has not been committed. A crime has been committed and a crime needs to be investigated. A crime needs to be prosecuted and a crime needs to be um, determined by the magistrate in terms of um, the outcomes. Uh, simply put, if it is the constitution that says uh, this matter will stand for 20 years, after 20 years it, it, um, it will go away. Uh, that, that clause or that line uh, in the constitution or that bill or that regulation that empowers the constitution to allow for that eventuality to obtain needs to be changed. Needs to be changed. Needs to be changed. Why are we still hunting uh, the Nazi, the Nazis worldwide until up to today? Uh, the crimes that they committed uh, in 1945 uh, or in, uh, uh, in one of those world wars where Hitler was the man from 1939, um, we are, they are still being hunted down. And if we can learn from the international experience that I have picked up from that kind of a, cra- uh, of a case where the Jews were exterminated and the world is still hunting them, why can't we hunt down people who rape and kill women and children, who um, mutilate little boys, cut out their tongues and gorge out their eyes and, 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 and cut off their genitalia? Why can't we go after those people? Why, 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 the, uh, why should there be a duration uh, for a case, for a cold case to be brought back um, um, into onto the table for investigation. Once again, I'm proud that General Stoll and his cold case strategy, uh, it has worked out effectively. A number of those cold cases that I was interested in just to check um, from beginning to finality, I have seen some of them lead to um, arrest, prosecution, and convictions. I'm saying, Pat, even if there is a duration, we need to change it because our grandmothers, our mothers, our sisters, uh, our aunties, um, our niece uh, do get raped and they do get killed. And we cannot say because uh, time has lapsed, uh, therefore uh, this particular person was not murdered or that mm. particular person was not raped. They were murdered and they were raped. So we can rekindle these cases. Let's go to Ukumalo on the line. Um, good evening, Kumalo. Evening, Patricia. This is a very creating this news that I'm hearing on the radio. We are a very powerful woman. Thank you, Bab Kumal. Yeah, and now I hear you, you are discussing this very case of rape and whatever we are talking about. You think, you cannot avoid this thing, but how can we not avoid it? Mm. And yet it's in our hands. How, how how can you not avoid this thing in our hands? The, the, the person you are talking now, right now, how how can you avoid this, this crime thing people do against people? How can we not avoid it as ourselves? Hey. But now, Kumalo, you, you're, you're a man, possibly a father, an uncle, a brother to someone. What do you think should be done to avoid and or even put an end to gender-based violence? It's very difficult. Now, I don't know. Now, I'm listening to you. You're talking to this, this, this man. Uh, 
a father, and I'm a father myself, and a, a very old man. But now, how can people continue doing such horrendous things? How, how, how can we do this? And, mm. and then find ourselves in this difficult circumstances in the middle of the night, and now we're talking about this thing. Well, yeah, Mr. Kumalo, let's uh, let's uh, see if uh, solutions can come up. But I think, like you said, the power is in our hands. We all have a, a role to play. Thank you very much, uh, Bab Kumalo. Have a good evening. Let me go to Israel. Israel, good evening. Um, how are you, Pat? Uh, I'm I'm not good with the topic that we're talking about right now. Very sensitive I'm, one. No, I'm a scholar. You know, I, I think we need to draw a distinct line between GPV and femicide. Mm-hmm. Those are, you can't use those words in, like interchangeably. GPV is gender-based violence, all right? Femicide is when you kill your spouse plus kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the difference. I just want to draw the, the, the distinct line between the two because I think, and another thing that must be corrected, this word gender, it's always construed to mean women. Gender means all orientations, you see? Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. Patricia. All right. Thank you very much, yeah. Israel. Um, thank you for your observation there. Thank I, you. I, th- I know that I, I know the time is tight now. <laughs> you yeah. you want to go home now. <laughs> Thanks, Israel. Um, although I just feel that uh, crime is crime. Whether you call it femicide, you say gender-based violence, crime is crime. Killing, beating up, abusing, it is a crime. Let me go to Prince. Good evening, Prince. Good evening, Prince. Okay, Prince, we can't hear you. Good evening. Hello. Yes, now we can hear you. Good evening. I'm okay, Newman. Good. Hello. Prince, we can hear you loud and clearly. Give us your point, please. Can you hear me? Okay, I'm going to uh, allow you to sort out your line, Prince. Uh, Ben, please help him. Let's go to KTK. KTK, how are you doing? Good evening. Hello. Hi, KTK. How are you? Uh, um, Patricia, I think uh, the rape cases will go down if uh, the perpetrators just get uh, lifetime sentences. That's the only way rape cases will go down. Women abuse, everything. But now with these lifetime, um, you know, um, sentences, there's also an option of parole. Do you, what do you think about that? No parole. Look, man, the, the victims are living all their life with the, 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 the mark. Mm. It was put to... Oh, unfortunately, we've just lost that one. Let's go to a voice Hi. note. I would like to remain anonymous. Um, I was in a relationship with a very young girl, and she was very open, very, very open to me. And she used to, she, she, she kind of used me as, I'd say, in, 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 in simpler terms, that she used me as a pillar of strength. And she once opened up to me and told me that she was raped by her own father her biological father 
and you know i didn't understand that why didn't she report this because this thing happened from 2014 up until 2018 and she told me that she couldn't say anything because her father used to used to tell her that if she said anything to anyone she would actually kill kill her mother because the guy was also physically abusive to 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 the mother and and her siblings my girlfriend's siblings so you know this thing has hurt me so much and even today even um she's she's my ex now we broke up but even today it still left scars into my heart that how can your own biological father um do something like that to his own daughter you know and it's it it, it it affected my life now because i don't even see myself having a daughter myself i don't see myself having a daughter because i'm afraid of what could happen to her you know so it's sad it's sad mm. anonymous thank you my goodness, um, these stories are really, really painful. Another anonymous sends a message here, says our justice system fails victims of rape. Let mob psychology work wonders for these poor women. Penis of a rapist should be chopped down. That's from Anonymous. Another one complimenting uh, Andy saying, this man is strong and brave. He calls a spade a spade. South Africa needs men of this caliber. Andy, we need to wrap up. We've heard our A-teamers, and I'm glad it was men who were calling in, also mortified by um, the violence in South Africa and uh, our voice note as well. Very sad, very sad. What, what should we be doing in our own families, our individual households, our society, our communities? What should we be doing, Andy, to ensure that we put an end to this? Men must take responsibility for being men. Men must know that they provide shelter, food and protection for their families. Men must understand that um, when the mother is not uh, available, the father must take care of the children. Uh, the girl children in the girl child in the house is not a wife. Uh, and men must be um, simple and must be advised to take that simple advice and that simple logic and operate from that. Secondly, all men in our communities have a responsibility to come together into a crawl, into a meeting of all men in that street uh, or in that block, um, organize themselves into funders of education of children in that community, both boys and girls. And and men must understand that they've got their responsibility to provide leadership and direction as in biblical times when um, they visit Patricia, they must visit Patricia with their little girls, with their little boys, begin to build familyhood within our communities. We are the majority um, in this country, Africans, but if you look at the successes of Africans uh, as the majority, the successes are very very minuscule. But if you look at the challenges that we have, the challenges that we have with regards to the driving in the street, going through red robots, raping of kids, the number that we are makes it so huge that uh, you, the government decides to have a program of this nature, like your 16 days of safety and security for women, children, and LGBTI communities. This 16 days of activism, activism, I don't know this brand. Why is it that it's not converted into 16 days of safety 
and security for women, children, and LGBTI communities. Simple to the point, women must be protected, women have a right to be safe, women have got women and children and LGBTI communities have got the right to be who they want to be in our communities, in our houses, um, in our schools, in our churches, at our workplaces, whether they work underground and they're females. No one has got the right to exploit them underground and rape them underground and do all sorts of these um, evil and satanic things that are happening. Oh, Mr. Mashaile, thank you very much for your time. Um, and I, I do hope that this time next year we'll be talking a different story, a story of victory when it comes to uh, uh, protection, safety and security for women, children and those in the LGBTQI community. Thank you very much for your time this evening. Much appreciated. Bula. Aine. Thank you very much to you too, sir. I believe that um, nothing is impossible. And I believe that if we can teach male children what it means to respect girls, you know, from, from early ages, create a culture which will encompass, you know, their respect for women in future because the problem here is this thing of violence against women is inherited you know we grow up seeing dad beating mom you know when things don't go right when they have a disagreement instead of sitting down and you know talking about it so that's where the problem is i think we have to firstly you know not neglect the male child teach them what it means to respect um, um, girls so that they grow with that mentality of honoring um, a, a female figure. On that note, let me uh, say, let's continue to do the right thing and let's continue to make sure that our communities are safe. And if you know that you've got anger issues and if you know that you need some counseling, if you know that you're a man that has, uh, you know, committed a crime, stand up and, and, and speak up. Be honest and be open and make sure that you no longer victimize anyone else. But if you also know of someone in your community that's experiencing um, any forms of violence or abuse, please find help for these people. From our side on the AT, may goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.